As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research, among them several stand out for their support of immune function and respiratory health, NAC, Allerol, Serapeptase, and Abiotic Immune Plus. NAC promotes detoxification and healthy respiratory function. Allerol supports respiratory structures and functions. Serapeptase supports a healthy response to biological stress. And Abiotic Immune Plus is a botanical formula designed to support healthy immune system function. NAC, Allerol, Serapeptase, and Abiotic Immune Plus for support of immune function and respiratory health. And they're available at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. The subject is cocoa. We're talking to an expert. He's Alan Frost, founder of Flava Naturals, F-L-A-V-A. And we want to we want to broach the subject of the potential toxicity of dark chocolate because uh, there's been a bit of a poisoning of the well in light of a consumerlab.com uh, study that suggested that there was unacceptable levels of cadmium and lead in common chocolate brands. They outed uh, many uh, popular brands, uh, some of the top names in the chocolate industry, uh, as having... Uh, either too much cadmium or too much lead or both. And so uh, a lot of listeners have queried me on my radio program and they've sent me email to the effect that uh, is that a concern with uh, Flava Naturals? So uh, you you actually were kind enough to, to write uh, a nice explanation of that, but I thought you'd be best to share your perspective on that study. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And uh, I love when people ask questions, um, particularly if there's something that's, you know, um, bothering them or they have a you know, question around it. So, um, you know, we, we, you know, I, I get emails about this, um, you know, probably you know, every couple of days. And, uh, you know, I, I, I personally try to, to, you know, address each, each person's question on it. But um, so, the first thing, and importantly, is we we measure the cadmium le- levels uh, as well as the lead levels uh, for each batch of our cocoa powder uh, and chocolate to make sure that it doesn't exceed the uh, the California Prop 65 guidelines. Um, and uh, so, because what happens is if you if you're exceeding those guidelines, technically. Um, you need to represent that on your on your packaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know it, it's not it's not something to be taken to be taken lightly. So we, excuse we do me, measure that. just a little perspective on the, the California guidelines because my understanding is that Prop sixty five is unique to California and that the California guidelines uh, on many different contaminants are extremely stringent. So much so that uh, many companies that make ordinary products sometimes, uh, you know, are uh, exceeding these perhaps somewhat overambitious or unrealistic thresholds. 
Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really important point. And there's, this is one of those areas where there's very, very little consensus, uh, around the, the risk of, um, you know, cadmium and lead in food sources. So there's, there's a lot more consensus about like, you know, if I'm living near a toxic dump or something mm-hmm. of that nature, but when consuming, uh, you know, uh, lead and cadmium food, that's, uh, th- there's not a lot of consensus around that. So there, there really are no U.S. guidelines around that. So there's no uh, federal look guidelines. At the European Just California. Guidelines, California's out in front on that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're out in front on that. Um, and the, the, Europe, Europe is usually out in front on these things as well. Um, and they do have, uh, cadmium guidelines. But interestingly enough, none of the bars tested by consumerlabs.com would have exceeded the, the European guidelines. So there's not, there's, there's not a lot of consensus around that. Um, I part, part of the reason I think is there's, um, there's a very big difference in terms of the the levels of cadmium and lead that you consume versus what your your body absorbs uh because cadmium and lead are in so many of the foods um that we eat and that we deem extremely healthy in fact the 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 80% of the cadmium uh that is consumed in in a in a US diet um and this is based on the NHANES uh uh, survey data. So this is, this is, this is, uh, a study that was based on enhanced. 80% comes from green leafy vegetables, potatoes, and grains. And, and that, and that's followed by, by meats and fish. So chocolate and cocoa accounted for only about 5% of, mm-hmm. of that intake. But, so, so one so, thing that so I learned, one, which was, excuse, excuse me, one thing, just want to clarify for our listeners. Uh, this does not mean that the, the green leafy vegetables uh, or these agricultural products were grown around Superfund sites. Uh, that soil uh, contains minute amounts of things like arsenic, cadmium, and lead, very minute amounts. And certain plants can be bioaccumulators. They tend to absorb preferentially some of these things so that, for example, arsenic may show up in applesauce. And there was a whole controversy with, uh, uh, you know, with, with the applesauce uh, arsenic uh, connection, uh, and that raised a fuss. But it, it turned out that they, it wasn't like they were adding arsenic through some industrial process. It was just naturally in the soil. Same thing with rice. Rice is a bioaccumulator of arsenic, for example. So um, I didn't mean to interrupt, interrupt your uh, flow, but I, I just wanted to point that out, that it, it doesn't necessarily mean that the cocoa is being grown on a Superfund site. You know, it, it's, it usually comes from a pristine <laughs> a tropical source where it's not like they had a, a battery factory there before uh, the cocoa trees were planted. No, and that's a great, it's very important point. And, and of course, nobody is suggesting, you know, to decrease your consumption of green leafy vegetables or, you know, or, or potatoes because of, uh, because of this. Um, but what I was saying is, uh, so I was at the, uh, meeting of the, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, um, in Orlando a mm-hmm. few months ago. And I met a professor who's, uh, Keith Ayub, who's kind of an, expert in the in this area and he's 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 written and about it and uh you know one one of his issues with the the analysis and this is before really the news broke on this because 
quite honestly, Consumer Labs has been doing this for at least five years. Um, this is the first year, you know, sometimes something gains media attention and this, this year it did. Um, it, it actually, uh, the study itself is, is primarily focused on flavanols and there's a lot of great data in the study on flavanols that, you know, that's not what got picked up this year. But anyway, one of his frustrations with the, with the, I guess the media pickup, not the study itself, but the media pickup is that, uh, again, um, that, you know, other than, you know, cocoa and chocolate being a small percentage of our cadmium consumption, it, you know, he, he, he educated me about how, you know, what you consume is very different than, than what you absorb. And in fact, uh, fruits and vegetables, you know, have a lot of, uh, antioxidants that inhibit our absorption of, of, uh, cadmium and lead. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, in chocolate itself, because of the high level of, of flavanols, um, that flavanols can inhibit the absorption of cadmium and lead. And so can, uh, and so does, uh, magnesium and iron. Which are also very high in chocolate. So, yeah, I mean, we're getting down to a very, you know, uh, detailed level of science, but they, those, uh, magnesium and iron actually fight for those same receptors. So if you have normal levels of magnesium and iron, it makes it very difficult for your body to absorb cadmium and lead. Uh, so anyway, so there's, there's a lot more to this, um, than the, the initial headline. At the end of the day, we do test for these levels because Nobody's going to sit here and say, well, you know, cadmium and lead are, are great for us. Um, but I think, you know, there is a lot of valuable perspective here. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, what, what levels are actually uh, a problem. Um, and uh, so there's, there's a lot more to the story. Yeah, it, you know, I think, frankly, it's a little bit of a clickbaity kind of headline and, uh, you know, got people's attention. And unfortunately, I think it, it has had a, a net negative effect because it kind of poisons the well for access to what essentially, uh, are pretty, uh, health, health supporting products. Uh, you know, dark chocolate, you know, even the ones that are less concentrated than, Flavonaturals. I mean, they do confer health benefits if you don't overconsume the sugar and fat that they are accompanied with. So, you know, that's my perspective on it. Um, so, uh, I I also wanted to uh, talk a little bit about, you know, how do you how do you use this stuff? Uh, I add a scoop of it to, you know, when the coffee cools down. Uh, you know, I can reheat it in the microwave, but usually I'll, I'll just throw in a scoop of, uh, the Flava Mix cocoa powder, uh, the high performance cocoa powder and stir it up and maybe throw in a little bit of stevia. Uh, that's one way of consuming it. I also consume it in a smoothie. Uh, you know, you can just throw it in, throw in a scoop and it gives it a nice, it's kind of like a, you know, chocolate shake, great flavor. Uh, but also there are various recipes, ways that you can incorporate that into uh, your diet and get your requisite 900 milligrams of cocoa flavanols every day, right? Absolutely. Um, and there's just so many ways to enjoy it. We have um, at flavanaturals.com, there's, uh, there's probably 25, you know, fantastic uh, recipes 
of how to enjoy it. Um, you know, I, I, I could highlight a few. Um, but the, the first thing I tell people, like two, two key things to remember, because most people, um, not, not everybody's used cocoa powder, uh, in their, you know, as part of their daily consumption, they bake with cocoa powder. But, um, as, 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 as we know now, um, baking with, with the cocoa powder can reduce, uh, can, uh, reduce the flavanol levels because flavanols are very sensitive to heat. So if you bake with the flavanols for half an hour, you'll probably lose about half, a third of the, the flavanol levels. So, you know, we encourage people to use it in, um, in, in cool recipes, uh, rather, rather than, uh, through baking. Uh, but, but so, so two, two important things. Um, one, this is unsweetened. So as, as, as you mentioned, Dr. Hoffman, you add some stevia. I always encourage people, I said, you know, this is, this is the equivalent. The cocoa powder is equivalent to a hundred percent cacao chocolate, right? It's got no sweetness and, and chocolate doesn't taste like chocolate. Um, without, you know, to the, to the U.S., to, you know, to American palate, unless you have some of that sweetness. So if you've tried the bars, you know, which are 62% cacao, that's the same bean that is in the, the cocoa powder, but it won't taste the same until you add, um, a sweetener to it. And it could be stevia, it could be maple syrup, it could be, um, whatever you like. So add, add a sweetener and then, you know, play with it until you get the, uh, you know, the, the level of desired sweetness. So that's the first piece thing I tell people. The second thing I tell people is that pure cocoa, uh, does not blend super easily, right? If you just take pure cocoa and just, you know, try to, you know, with a spoon, mix it in some milk, some of it's going to float on top. Mm-hmm. Some people have had that. Especially that, when that it's cold. I, I find that, that heating a beverage is a way to get it to dissolve better. Yeah, definitely. Heat, heating's better. Um, and so I, I always say, you know, blend or shake well. Uh, and, and, and if you heat it, it's going to help a, a little bit as well. Um, you know, even if you're making a mocha or putting in your coffee, if you have one of those little handheld immersion blenders, yep, um, mm-hmm. very simple, you can pick them up for $8 on Amazon now. Uh, it goes right in, uh, and it's, and it's fantastic. So those, those are, you know, those are two basic things that I tell people. And then, you know, in terms of how, uh, how you particularly enjoy it, um, I encourage people to find a way to, to incorporate it into their daily routine. So you don't have to do anything special. So if you, you know, if, if, if you, if you like to have a smoothie most days, that's great. Put it in your smoothie. If you do a protein shake, uh, it's fantastic in, in, in a protein shake. Um, if, uh, you know, some people make energy balls, which are great, like, you know, uh, for, for cycling, uh, or, or working out, you know, or on the, on the, on the go, I put it in my, Greek yogurt every morning. Mm-hmm. I, I put it in my Greek plain plain Greek yogurt, a scoop of the, the cocoa powder, uh, some blueberries, granola, sometimes some banana, whatever I have, uh, and a, a little maple syrup, and it's delicious. And that you know that is my go-to every day. I you know I, I eat the chocolate almost every day too, but I you know I I snack on the chocolate. That's mm-hmm. that's the way I approach it. There's other people that you know that's the way they get their flavanols every day and. And, and, and that's, that, that's your routine. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, a lot of people like it in coffee. Uh, you know, you could, you could put it in oat milk, but you know, again, if it's cold, you know, 
I, I love the idea of, uh, you know, using an immersion blender or, or shaking really well to help that, that cocoa settle. So your claim is that uh, for every scoop of the Flava Mix performance cocoa powder, you get 900 milligrams of cocoa flavanols. And with the bars, it's about 500 per bar. Uh, is that is that about right? Yeah, that, that that's right. No, and it kind of reminds me, uh, going back to our, uh, the first point we discussed about the, you know, the new FDA, uh, qualified claim for cardiovascular disease. Um, that, that was based on cocoa powder that has at least 4% cocoa flavanols. Mm -hmm. Uh, the average cocoa powder has about 1% cocoa flavanols. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we have, uh, closer to seven to 8%. So almost mm -hmm. double okay. the, the percentage that, um, is required for that FDA claim. Uh, so, so yeah, so each scoop is, is 900 milligrams, which, uh, which works out to, you know, about seven and a half percent, uh, cocoa flavanols. And how do you know that it delivers the claim? Do you have like analytical chemists there who perform, you know, HPLC or some sort of analysis on each batch that you get, you know, cause you're sourcing. I mean, it, when you, for what I understand, you're getting, Chocolate is is tough. Getting the, the raw material, getting the cocoa beans. It may be that like a one field doesn't produce, so you have to go to another source or another source. Uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of like uh, you know sourcing uh, wine from different vineyards. You know, one vineyard may not produce one year, so you have to go to an alternative source. Uh, you may have to create a blend from different sources. How does that work? Yeah, no, that's a, it's exactly right. Um, so we, each batch is tested, um, by at least one source, if not two sources. We tend to use Eurofins. Not, not everybody tests for cocoa flavanols. Um, but, uh, but we need to test each batch. Um, we, from the, we, we source from a handful of, of cocoa farms, uh, that, have been cultivating this high flavanol product. So it's the right strain. It's the right, uh, it's the right soil. It's the right climate. And, um, we haven't seen over, you know, the past, uh, five or six years. And there, there's, there's two crops a year. Um, we, we, for the most part, um, these, uh, you know, our, the, these farms have produced, uh, levels, uh, you know, at a minimum of what we require. Right. So when we say 900 milligrams, you know, it, that's the minimum. Uh, it's, you know, it could be a thousand milligrams. Uh, but, um, anyway, but there, there, there was one situation one year where they were, uh, one season where the crop got too much rain. Yeah. And yeah, I was going to ask you that. that. Do you ever that, get like, uh, you know, this doesn't pass muster, you know, something where, you know, you've had to say, I'm sorry, yeah. uh, you know, we can't even utilize this in our production. So, uh, let's, let's, find an alternative source. Yeah, it's a very unusual situation with these farms because everything else is right, you know, uh, at, at these farms. But, um, yeah, in that situation, I mean, the good news is that uh, cocoa powder has a very long life. So uh, cocoa powder is good for at least three years. We, you know, we date our products for two years to just be extra conservative. And the flavanol levels do not diminish at all as long as it's stored correctly. Um so the good news is, you know, when, if you have that kind of situation, which we've only seen once in the past seven years, and again, there's two, two cocos, two seasons a year where the, uh, 
um, the cocoa pods are harvested. Um, we've only seen that once, um, you know, where, uh, where the crop didn't, didn't measure up and, you know, we couldn't take that. But the good news is again, um, we make sure we have considerable inventory to, uh, to make it through, you know, one or two bad seasons if that should occur again. But that was a, a just, that was an El Nino year of, you know, which, right. uh, which impacted the, uh, uh, the, the crop. Right. And, and another question that comes up is, is it ethically sourced? Is it, are you concerned over, uh, issues like, uh, you know, profit sharing with the uh, indigenous population that harvests the cocoa and, you know, the, uh, minimal use of, uh, child labor, or, you know, uh, ethical practices and so on? Yeah. So that, that's important. And it's important to us. And, um, it's important to, you know, our, our customers and community as well. So we, we source from a hundred percent actually, uh, from, from Ecuador and the, uh, and I visited the, the farms that, um, we use for, for the sourcing and Ecuador has, has tremendous, uh, um, worker, uh, you know, worker laws that, you know, support, um, you know, the, uh, the, the people, um, you know, child labor is not something that's associated at all, you know, with, uh, with Ecuador. You usually see that in, uh, in, in Africa, um, Southern Africa. Um, but, you know, so that, yeah, so that is, is important to us. And, um, you know, the, the farms that we've, we've actually met the owners of the farms and they're, they're terrific people. Uh, they take care of their workers very well. Um, even, you know, some would say better, better, better than uh, some places in the U.S. Yeah, and, and finally, you know, I might add, you know, I'm really delighted to have you as uh, sponsors because uh, long before you became sponsors, uh, I kept saying to my marketing people, I said, you know, I'm a real believer in the benefits of cocoa. Uh, can't we find a product, a quality product uh, that, delivers on the health benefits of cocoa that's not just a you know ordinary you know chocolate product you know maybe uh artificially sweetened okay no calorie we had we saw plenty of those but uh finally and it took years uh you know after an exhaustive search we came across uh, your company alan and it really uh met my exacting requirements uh, and I think that it's going to meet the exacting requirements of our listeners. And I, I really pass along the recommendation to our listeners uh, with full faith that uh, this is legit <laughs> and uh, really will uh, offer a full range of uh, cardiovascular benefits, performance benefits, uh, cognitive benefits. Uh, I might add, you know, benefits to the microbiome because uh, it's now believed that uh, cocoa uh, is a prebiotic that actually helps to nourish uh the beneficial bacteria within your intestinal tract with a lot of uh, ramifications for overall health. So congratulations to you. Uh, I'm really excited about our uh, collaboration and we want to get the word out. So where can people learn more about uh, Flava Naturals? So uh, you can go to our website, flavanaturals.com. Um, you could, uh, you know, and feel free to send uh me, you know, uh, send us an email. Um, if I see it, I'll, I'll answer it personally, personally. Uh, and you can send it to, um, Alan at flavanaturals.com. That's A-L-A-N at flavanaturals.com. 
if uh, if you like, or just send it through the website, and, and we'll answer that directly. Okay. Hopefully, you won't be inundated, but uh, yeah, you know, we have uh, a lot of listeners, and uh, hopefully, uh, they'll get all their questions answered. Thanks for being so forthcoming as for your uh, personal website, uh, your personal uh, web address. So, uh, do order just go to flavanaturals.com. Now I'm going to pronounce it correctly because I used to say Flava because uh, the Flava is so good. To order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. Uh, thanks very much, Alan. Anything to add? No, it's just been it's been a pleasure to to to, to be here today and uh, and and to be a partner because we we think the world of uh, of you and everything uh, you you do. So um, we appreciate it, and we uh, we're uh, we're glad to be part of the community. Well, let's continue to get the word out. Thanks a lot for joining us today. That's Alan Frost, founder of Flava Naturals. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com.